0: everyone, and welcome back to PodKey. We are your hosts, Amy and Kyle, and today we've got another very interesting topic for you up for discussion. How to make value your competitive advantage over your competitors.
1: So this came about as being a a fairly hot topic right now in terms of sort of business and professional social media. So outside of your standard sort of content creators who are just making random dancing videos, this is more along the lines of people creating content for people who run businesses, are professionals, so on and so forth. This consistent conversation around bringing value to your audience has become something that is a popular use case for a lot of the largest people when it comes to business profiles. Think of your Chris Walkers, your Chris Does. All of these people are bringing value consistently to their audiences, and that's why they've amassed an audience of such size. So we wanted to kind of uncover today and walk through sort of some of the strategies that they have come up with to utilize this and why it's successful and why you can do it yourself and how to ultimately do it so it's ultimately going to depend on the actual audience that you have or that you're looking to attract the you have to be able to put yourself in their shoes to be able to say okay what would be valuable to them so like a great example of this is somebody who sort of claims to be somebody who can help you build, let's say, a marketing business, or they want to teach you about how to market better for the company that you work for. So the actually great example of this is Chris Walker. So he is the founder and the CEO of a company called Refine Labs. And they use their podcast, Demand Gen Live, to host twice a week. And then he also posts the the episodes of other podcasts that he goes on. But he just offers his insights into how he thinks about marketing. Which the way that he approaches it, I wouldn't necessarily say is revolutionary, but it is innovative and sort of ahead of its time currently. So he's got an approach that he calls Demand Gen, hence the name of the podcast being Demand Gen Live. But he's going to teach people how to utilize that sort of framework to help them be better marketers, whether they're doing that for a company that they own or a company that they work for. Mm -hmm. So he's ultimately deciding that he's going to help you learn how to utilize a different sort of set of skills and think about marketing in a different way so that you can ultimately be a better marketer. So that value that he's ultimately bringing is literally helping people be better without any expectation of anything in return. So to me, the idea of bringing value to your audience is literally giving away knowledge for free. Mm -hmm. And now that might sound counterintuitive to a lot of people. You might be thinking like, but what about my competitors? Like, won't they steal this information? Won't I be giving away all my secrets and lose business? The answer is frankly no. And if you've ever heard of a guy called Gary Vee, he likes to say that the world is abundant. So if you're giving away this type of value, what you're really doing is you're trying to put yourself at the forefront of the topic that you are an expert in. So that should be the thing that you're able to bring value to. So your audience should be somebody who's curious about receiving that value and becoming better in that area themselves. And even if they aren't necessarily your customer, bringing value to that audience will help you to become and, you know, float to the top per se to be the top of mind and people are interested in doing something within that niche.
0: Okay. That definitely makes sense. So basically what you're saying is even though you're giving away that value for free, being at the forefront of it is the most important. So that way you are associated with that value before anybody else's.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if the, the pool is large enough that you're swimming in, Being at that forefront when people search for it or when people think of it when they're talking amongst their friends or their peers that are in that sort of industry, you being somebody who offers value, you're going to be a reference point for them. They're going to say, oh, this guy really knows what he's talking about when it comes to this. And you never know where those rooms are going to end up Mm -hmm. leading Another topic that's fairly often talked about is the concept of dark social. And that's another thing that Chris Walker sort of coined, but not really But he he's sort of like at the forefront of discussing it. So that just refers to utilizing something like a podcast or some social media content that people are going to share through their social networks Mm -hmm. outside of the actual physical social network, meaning the platform. So they might take a post off of Instagram or they might take a podcast and share it internally with their Slack team at work. or they might share it on LinkedIn with some of their friends. So that sort of version of what is sort of the modern word of mouth is something that's super powerful. And you putting out value out there that people can then save and share with people that's going to offer more people value is what's ultimately going to help you build an audience and really cement yourself in that niche.
0: And you certainly can't put a price tag on all that value that it's going to create because you never know where it's going to land, who it's going to end up in front of, and your opportunities are going to be endless, correct?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So this segues perfectly into my next question. So what formats can you use to bring that value to your audience?
1: Well, there's a lot of different ways to approach it, but they all circle back to creating content. And, you know, not all of us want to be content creators. If you listen to our last episode, we talked about how you don't have to be a content creator and dance around learning all these crazy dances and lip syncing to random audios on social media, the stuff that professionals really don't want to do. So... The way that I view it is that any type of content that you're putting out that's going to be valuable, that can be a blog post, that can be a YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. that can be social media posts, that can be a podcast that you're then cutting down. But at the end of the day, it's really all about just producing that content and making sure that the points that you're putting out there are actually valuable. So, you know, you want to pay attention to what your audience is paying attention to, because if Mm -hmm. your audience isn't on TikTok, creating TikTok content isn't going to be valuable for them. If, if your target audience is truly professionals, then you should probably be on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. right? Like make sure that they can find the content that you're creating and you're going to meet them at the platform that makes sense. But if your audience happens to be on TikTok, then make content for TikTok specifically, you you have to pay attention to where your audience is going to be and make it in that format. But right now, many different avenues that you can go in terms of putting out content that it's really not limited to any specific format that you should be using, but you should be paying attention to where your audience is ultimately going to be engaging the most. And that's where you should put your effort into.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to some of our other projects um, earlier in the years, I think we kind of missed that point is we were putting our content on all different platforms when most of our audience was on Instagram reels. And that was something that we learned from. And we learned hand in hand that, you know, the content that we were trying to push out for that particular company, we really needed to hone in on the Instagram reels. And that was a really big, you know, opportunity and lesson for us. And, you know, we definitely learned, know your niche and know what platform that they're going to be on.
1: Yeah, and that was all trial and error, which is what everybody should be doing mm-hmm. in the first place. Like just because you don't know if your audience is going to be on TikTok, make sure that they're not on TikTok by posting a few there. It it may or may not hit, but what you want to do is make sure that you're not just trying to chase every bird
0: exactly. at the
1: same time. So you have to you know, be fairly selective and have a pretty educated idea of where you're trying to bring value. And if you don't have that good of an idea, you might not be ready for that step yet. So you might be, want to be focusing more on a business plan mm-hmm. and figuring out, okay, where is my audience? Who's my target audience? And then you can kind of work back from there to create an avatar of who you're trying to attract.
0: Because I can't imagine like if you want to be posting consistently on all platforms, you can't be chasing every single platform. Because, you know, each platform has like horizontal, vertical, you're going to have to cut the content into so many different forms that it's going to be hard to track and definitely hard to see, you know, where your engagement really is at.
1: Yeah. And then that just gets so overwhelming. You either have to outsource it entirely and Mm -hmm. then you're paying a whole bunch to get this content done. If it's not getting the interaction, you just ultimately fall into a very deep, dark hole of content depression trying to to chase all those birds. So you got to make sure that you're sort of strategic at first. Then you can expand out to those as you figure everything out. But at first you need to sort of select one.
0: Okay. So now we understand what brings value and how you create it, but how can we make value our competitive advantage?
1: So to me, this kind of goes back to what our first point was, and it's going to go back to a point from our previous episode. So ultimately, it comes down to thought leadership. The more that you're able to sort of niche down into the area that you really want to own in terms of the value that you're going to bring, the better off you're ultimately going to be in terms of being able to focus and narrow down your content and then be able to go very deep on those topics. So in the previous episode, I used the analogy of being a media company and then having a TV show. So this comes down to when you have a TV show, you know who those characters are going to be. You know that they're going to be in every single episode and you know what they're going to sort of be doing in every single episode. And that's how I think that you need to think about approaching the content that you're creating. The more consistent you are with that content and the more often you deliver on that promise of bringing people value as it relates to that topic that's valuable to them, Mm -hmm. the better off you're going to be, the more relatable that content's going to be, the more they're going to like, comment, share all the things that you need in order for it to get out to more people on social media. Right. So one of the first main suggestions I would have in order to sort of figure out what it is that you want to have value in is to hone in and create that sort of avatar of who your ideal customer is. And this Mm -hmm. works really well for people who have specific customer bases for call it a service-based industry, but it can be applied to a lot of other things. So once you figure out who that avatar is, you can hone in on what exactly they might be looking for as a big problem that you ultimately solve for them. So if you're in a service-based industry, that's going to be something like, oh, I'm going to help a company with their marketing okay, let's get dive down even deeper. You're going to focus on one specific type. Okay, it's content marketing and email marketing. And I'm going to deliver consistent content around those two subjects. I'm going to go really deep on all of those. Mm -hmm. So one thing that you can do in order to sort of get yourself started and get the ball rolling would be to look at those two topics and then find a bunch of pain points that your audience might be facing. And I would suggest getting between like 25 and 50 for each Mm -hmm. because that'll get the ball rolling. And then you can create, you know, whether it's podcast episodes or just long form, video content, like what we suggest creating, you'll be able to sit down and just dive deep into each one of those topics and create content consistently Mm -hmm. on those specific topics so that people know when they come to your page, they're going to get an idea of, okay, this is some good stuff that I can try to implement for content marketing or for email marketing. And then if a company needs to find that on social media, they might search a hashtag and you might pop up as one of the biggest accounts because you're sitting there at one of the top posts. Mm -hmm. So ultimately focusing down on creating value and specifically creating value on some niched down subjects is really going to allow you to rise to the top of those areas and how you're actually going to create this as your competitive advantage.
0: And that brings me to my next question. So I was going to ask you about hashtags. Are hashtags something that really matters when you're creating this engaging content? Is that how people are finding you or what is something that you can suggest to help people find you in that niche?
1: So, yes, hashtags are relevant and it all depends on platform as well. The metric that I don't want people to get hung too far up on is likes and views. That stuff doesn't really matter. It's really the saves and the shares that mm-hmm. you should be looking at because the amount of eyeballs that that ultimately goes to isn't always necessarily measured. People need, the more people that share it and save it shows that you're actually bringing value. Liking, and just viewing the video takes almost no effort. The saving and the sharing is what's really, really important. And that's how you should be able to sort of pay attention to whether or not you're actually giving value or not, because people don't think it's valuable. They're certainly not going to save it. And they're certainly not going to share it because that puts their reputation on the line. They're always going to want to share things that provided value to them that they think will be valuable to other people that they respect. So that should be the metric that you're paying the most attention to.
0: Exactly. Because, you know, I feel like when I open my Instagram, I get fed so much content and I'm not going to remember 95% of it. I'll think it's cute and then move on if it's a puppy. But if it's something that I can use, all of the top creators that I follow have the most saves, have the most shares. So that's how I know that these people are bringing value. That's the first thing I look at to see and measure like, okay, are they going to be creating consistent content or are they just going to be showing me a cute dog video?
1: Yeah, exactly. But your use case for social media happens to be that you're mostly interested in in trying to find valuable things on there because social media is our business. Exactly. So what people in the audience might need to understand is that there are people who just go on social media just purely for entertainment. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just not going to be your audience. Mm -hmm. So even if they don't like or engage with your post, it shouldn't be a concern to you. I would rather have probably... Fifty solid shares and saves off of a post, then you know five thousand likes or a hundred thousand views. If none of those views turned into anything valuable for me, so that's where like I don't want people to get too hung up on this. And ultimately, you know, over time, consistently delivering on that. If you're focused on the right niche and you understand your audience, you will grow, but it's going to take some time.
0: Exactly. For every like a thousand views, you might get like one share and one save, but if you get more shares and saves and less views, you're bringing a lot more value than just, you know, 50k views and then, you know, one like. Your audience isn't even really going to be engaging with that type of content. Now getting into some actionables here, what are some of the key takeaways that you want to leave the audience with?
1: So I'll kind of go in order, but they're all equally important. They're just kind of in order in terms of the steps that you need to take in order for this to actually work for you. So number one is to pick your niche and understand that audience. Mm -hmm. So as we said, you really need to figure out who your sort of avatar is of who your key audience is and really get to understand everything that's gonna be valuable to them so that you can choose the topics that will speak to them so that once it does hit their feed, you're providing the value that they're looking for and they will engage and they will like, share, comment, all the things that you want it to do, which will ultimately help to build your audience. Which then brings us to number two, which is gonna be consistency. Because if you only post one thing one time and it doesn't reach a bunch of people, None of your work is going to be worth anything. So you have to be consistently posting all of this content and consistently delivering value on that specific niche and talking to that specific avatar in order for this to all sort of compound. This is just like your 401k. You want it to compound over time. You don't want it to just go up and down and up and down. You got to be consistent and continually put the effort in to create this content and bring that value in order for it to ultimately scale and then go exponential over time.
0: With consistency. So when we're talking about consistency, are we talking about just posting once a day? Are we talking about specific times? What is consistency to you?
1: I think it depends on the overall workload that you're willing to put into social media. Consistency to some people might be three posts a week, but consistency to others might be four posts a day. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't be, you know, breaking your back over doing this. You should be focused on creating quality content, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I would say that you should focus on creating the the largest amount of quality content that you can because more reps is going to be good, but only if the quality doesn't diminish over those reps. But I think as sort of like a a North Star... Once a day is really the ideal amount of times to post, particularly if you're in like sort of the niche of Instagram Reels and TikToks, that's really going to allow the algorithm to kind of kick you up and boost you out because it shows that you're a consistent creator on that platform. LinkedIn, probably every weekday, right? So it's going to depend on your platform. It's going to depend on the people that you're ultimately trying to reach, but it should always be quality over quantity until you can actually put out the amount that you want at the quality that you want. So make sure that quality doesn't suffer even as you increase that quantity. And then number three is just gonna be, it's a marathon not a sprint. So I said it in those last couple of points, just make sure that you're consistently putting out that content and understand that it's going to take some time to build that audience and it's going to take time to get that content in front of them. But as long as you're delivering value and you're doing it consistently, you will ultimately start to see that return on investment and it will be worth all the effort and the time and money spent putting into creating that content so that you actually begin to build your business and build your audience. And whether it's your personal brand or your business, you can start to scale that up.
0: Well, it looks like we've got a lot of homework to do and content to create and a bunch of different platforms to master. So that will be it for today's video. I hope you guys listening and watching found this information valuable and share it with your friends if you thought so.
1: Yeah, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you want to watch the full video versions of these podcasts, they're also available on YouTube. And we do cut down the golden nuggets of all of these podcasts as well for our social media pages. So we are at pod.key on all the major social media platforms. So feel free to follow us along there and you know, share it with your friends if you got value from it. It's going to help us reach more people and ultimately bring more value so that we can keep doing this for you guys. But that's going to be it for us. And we'll see you guys in the next episode.